When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bring it back up and soak it up. Bring it, bring it back up and soak it up. Um, you're such a good mood. Well, you know, we just watched a little the first draft of our commercial video. It was very exciting. Commercial for what? For our makeup line, Bomo Beauty Honey. Oh, I have my food in my teeth. Do you have any? Do you have any um fears about Bomo Beauty? People um, with Invisalign. People with Invisalign swear. People with Invisalign. The only fears that I have is that how people like the pro- like we know what y'all are doing. Like we know what y'all are doing. Folks, they'd be at restaurants like, yeah, can I get the? Sorry, hold on. Oh, and then and then you pull all the saliva out. Dripping. Well, you know, y'all are the That's ones. The you are the see. one making it a problem. People who don't have Invisalign like to, to people like you make it a problem. We are trying to live our own lives, with our own shit. We're like, we know what you're doing, Susan. We know what you're doing. I'm like, calm down. Okay, do you need to announce it to the whole restaurant? All of all of us, all of us non-Invisaligners, we just we be seeing what y'all be up to. You're not slick because y'all are obsessed. Anyway, my only fear is that I, that I hope people like it and I hope that the products um, look good on lots of different people. And um, yeah, I mean, I, fear, I guess like a fear is that I hope, I'm afraid people don't like it and people are going to drag us because it's this shit product, but I don't think it's shit. We spent no, a lot a of great we invested and, a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really great product and I, and I've I've also um put it in the hands of some really talented makeup artists to see how they like it. Um and I we usually get really good feedback. You put it in my hand. I really um, you, you and I, we had some of the first hands that was ever in, um, and I'm really excited to see. Oh, she wears clothes now. <laughs> Andy was like, "There's something very strange about Colleen wearing cat print." That was like, fair point. She wears the night now. You have a cat that wears clothes. Yeah, she normally always wears clothes. I gave her a bath yesterday. I just feel like putting clothes on her today. Uh, I was just thinking about Colleen the other day. Actually, it's really funny. <laughs> Why? I was thinking about how she um shit in that box and then like tracked her throughout the apartment and then you're like chasing her around trying to like clean the shit off her paws and her feet and then she started biting you yeah. and then you're trying to like clean her in the sink and she's actively eating you while you're trying to clean her. <laughs> clean off your little <laughs> shitty kitty. That was a wild time. That was a wild time, girl. You said she oh, does this kind of thing. She does she like take the shit little baby? and steps in it. I know it's very annoying. But she has, she like rarely she's like randomly she does that. She doesn't always do exhibit that kind of behavior. It's, it's probably sometimes she's, she's probably trying wild. to kick it to cover it up, and then she accidentally kicks the shit. 
I know, and it's, but it's, it's still gross. It's very annoying. You can't go up there, babe. Well, she, I mean, she probably did an accident, but I guess we're just condemning the poor cat for trying her best to, you know, do what comes naturally to her. Smelly cat, smelly cat. Um, Monet, people are genuinely in the world out here asking us for advice. <laughs> I can believe so for me, but you, you get wild. I get wild with my advice? Yeah, you you be letting the children have it with your advice. How? <laughs> I can't tell you doing a thing. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, you 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 give good advice. I mean, in in life, I often ask you for advice and things. In life, one has to face a huge assortment of nauseating fads and good advice. There's health and fitness, your first diet number. and deportment, and other countless forms of sacrifice. You know where that's from? Did you ever find that video? You should put it. Can you find that video and put it on Patreon of you doing um strongest suit? I cannot find it, but tonight I am actually tonight going to put the video of me doing um, Midsummer Night's Dream on Patreon. Work, you found it. 20 year old Caldwell in Midsummer Night's Dream at Columbus State University at the very first Work. show in the River Center, the River Center Theater. River Center Theater. That theater. You did, you did, Bob. You did. I did that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, for all you know, I could um, be lying. I mean, you often do. So who knows? Who knows what is the truth? Um, people do ask us advice. advice. A lot of times, it, it's often relationship advice and sex. People want a lot of sex and relationship advice from us. Why don't they ask us about finances? Why don't they ask us about a uh, 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 flying? About how to be a Probably pilot? Because we have we said on too. this show that we don't know anything about finance several times. <laughs> probably because we both said that we fall asleep while our financial advisor is talking to us um, that's probably why <laughs> I'm assuming I'm, I'm just guessing though that's just a guess what do I know um, shall we get into the advice listening hi Bob and Monet um, my name is Carmen and I'm a first time caller long time listener big fan of you both um, and I guess I'm calling for advice on a career change that I'm about to go through. Um, So I am a trans woman from Atlanta, Georgia. And for the past 10 years, I have been working as a professional esthetician and a teacher. Um, I've always felt like I should be doing something for trans people. Um, And in my role as an esthetician and a teacher, I was never really able to um, talk openly about my trans experience. I always felt like it was better if I just, you know, ignored it or just tried to hide in stealth, I guess, as some trans women would say. Um, But now I am creating a podcast for a large media network, and it is about the trans experience in the southeastern United States. So this will be my first time creating something that is going to be like sent out into the public and my first time being a public figure i guess so my question is how do you deal with the this transition from being a nobody to basically being somebody who is going to be like a queer public figure and what kind of advice do you have for for somebody embarking on a new podcasting career thanks so much have a great day um, my advice would be to, now that you are stepping into the public eye, 
do not let your do not let the public make or break you. That makes sense. And I and by that I mean, yes, you will get people who 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 like what you have to say and 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 adore who you are and they really vibe with you. But you you're gonna have the the opposite of that. People who don't like what you have to say and will try to say and do mean things to you. So, but either way, do not let public opinion of you sway who you are. Like, be you're getting this platform, you're getting this opportunity because of who you are already. You don't need to prove or validate uh, uh, yourself to these people. You get you you do you do what you're being paid to do, and you let that be your work. Do not whether they're nice comments or bad comments. Don't let any of them. Either way, like sway who you are as, uh, um, uh, uh, like do not do, do not let that validate you or invalidate you. Is my advice. You know the phrase "nobody" has a lot of negative connotation to it. Um, I, it's it's not a phrase I would use. Um, I don't want to stop you from identifying as a nobody if you don't before your your podcast launches into the world. But also notice that it, it can give you an inflated ego. If you saw yourself as a nobody before and as a somebody afterwards, because then it says a lot about how you view the world around you as well. So I think that something that Monet is saying is true. Like you have to find your own sense of self and value, you know, within yourself. And just know that even if you are working as an esthetician who is stealthing, um, you never know who you're helping. You don't you, you don't know what trans people you're helping by existing and living your life as a teacher and as an esthetician. Um, as a beauty worker um, in the world. You know what I mean? Um, I think that as long as you uh, talk about something you really love, um, you're, you're, you're probably going to be really fine with your podcast. I think that it should, it, it, it should, if it ever feels like it's not fun, stop doing it, is my other advice to you. Yeah. Don't let um, mean, nasty people. To take what to take what you want to do with with your work with your with your with your leisure whatever it is don't let that deter you good or bad like bitch do your yeah, but thing it works both you've been ways. doing it yeah it works both ways you can't yeah, yeah, give them too ways. much you cannot yeah you cannot your worth can't be based on people thinking you're great like people who say I, I was yeah. I was I was a nobody like I would have nothing I would be nothing without my fans it just kind of says that you think that people who don't have fans are nothing. And also, yeah. and, and and also, you know, if you if you do happen to misspeak or misstep on your podcast, because now this this is a public forum and many people are, are consuming you, I think that it, there there is something to listening to what people are saying in that regard. Like you may refer to a demographic of people in a certain way, and then people are going to be like, "Hey, that's not how you do that." And I think be open to listen to that. I mean, there. Not every now that you are on this public platform, a lot of people will have opinions about what you say and do, and you have to be smart when to listen and um, what is appropriate. So that's also the thing I I've learned to being in a, a public figure is that sometimes I've, I I say something or do something I did not know is offensive, could be offensive, was offensive, and it's listening to people telling you like, hey, that thing you said that's not cool, and you're like, oh, got it. So that, that's what also something too that, that I actually. Um, I mean, I can think of off the top of my head, but I, I have definitely miss I have I have misspoke many times. Uh, anyone who is a fan of mine or who follows me know that I have, and people call me out, and I'm like, "Got it." Won't say that. Interesting work. Um, let's listen to our. Shall you play the next one? Yeah, go, you want to play it? Hey, Bob and Monet. Um, my name is Steven. I'm 22. Um, I'm living in Brooklyn, and my pronouns are he, she, they. 
Um, I have a question about drag and I guess the social implications of like drag and stuff. Um, I'm sort of getting together to start drag and I really want to make friends with some of the queens I really admire, but I'm afraid of coming off as strange or intrusive or just like this random person like entering the the scene um so i just wanted to know how i can properly like make connections with people in my like local drag scene without feeling like just like the new kid at school or something i don't know any way you guys can help i'd really appreciate it and i love your podcast bye don't be don't be blowing no kisses at me i'm kidding wow not not making the new kid feel bad yeah do you have any memories of um of like stuff like being a baby queen and like going to the club and not knowing anyone? Did you come with friends? Did you, you were you in were you and Jasmine doing it together? How did that work? How did you like stumble onto the scene? Yeah, when I first started going out in the drag scene, I would uh Jasmine and I would go out together. We we found out we we were in this opera program together. We found out we both like drag. We both watched RuPaul's Drag Race, and then um and then she was like, "There's we were at school." Summer program. And she's like, there's this show at this bar called The Ritz. It's like not too far from this area because I think it was on 42nd Street. It's like right on 46th Street. Do you want to like go together? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you want to go together in drag? I was like, yeah. I mean, I had no idea what drag makeup. I never tried doing makeup before. And then so I went that day on our lunch break. We went to Mac. We went, and we bought like makeup stuff from Mac and like little tidbits at the, at the drugstore. I went to her apartment. We got an outfit from Fur 21 and we put on these blouses with like some jeans and some drag makeup on and I had well drag makeup on and no wig and I went out to the club and I think that queens like seasoned queens who are regulars at the bars and do shows at the bars you you know a baby queen when you see them someone who tell that they not they're not quite sure what they're doing and but I think you can also feel the energy too like you can feel the energy of a queen um, who is eager to like want to like join and like become friends and want to like hang out and go eat with you afterwards? And in my experience in New York City, you know, I was very earnest and I was super uh, uh, gracious in, in how I presented myself to queens. I didn't want them to think that I was just some fangirl, which I was a, but like in like the in like the bad type of fangirl, so the one that you don't want to hang out with. I wanted to be like, I I like what you do. I would love to go and hang out with you afterwards. And as Rhea and Thorgy, they were really inviting. They're like, yeah, come on to eat with us. And then from there, we would hang out with them. And then they would say, oh, we're doing this night at this club. And then I would go see Thorgy at this place, or I'll go see as Rhea at this other place. And I would just I kind of started following them around. And then you become you start to become friends with them. Then they started hanging you tips, and they start. Tips as in uh, uh, tip for your drag, not literal money. And they would start um, just helping out with drag and teaching you the the ways around it. And you start doing your own research and you start finding out ways that you like. And I think going to the shows and making friends with the veteran queens and just being really honest, learning that you like drag and you want to try starting. But I, I mean, now, I feel like it's so different now, though, girl, because everyone wants to do drag now. But back then, I don't, I mean, in my experience, it didn't seem like it was as much. I don't know. I feel like maybe a little different now, though. How was you your experience I, starting? I also had a friend that I did drag with. It's really, I will say this, it is really nice to have someone to be with when you're in drag. Yeah. I, I don't know that I could imagine going to a club by myself with no one. That would have been really terrifying. Yeah. My friend Frosty Flakes and I would go compete at Barracuda um, on Star Search hosted by Peppermint together. So that was our weekly thing. We would just like spend the entire week figuring out how to do drag. 
and then that week's work would end up being Thursday and we go we mm-hmm. we present what we came up with for the week um obviously while having full-time job and I will I mean part-time work I was working like 30 something hours a week not full-time actually it probably was over four and you could never I, I, be full-time you could never be anyway, full-time I had a job and I w- in, in the meantime between you know waiting tables at the Jekyll and Hyde Club and bartending I would figure out how to do drag and we'd go and then when you're there you meet people Brenda Darling um you know uh Maddox Madison, Lo- Logan Hardcore, Honey Davenport, um, Peppermint. Now, some of the queens were just a, a bit too established for me to feel comfortable. I could I could not go to Peppermint and ask her because she was Peppermint. But me and Honey Davenport, we were yeah. both baby queens. I could talk to Honey Davenport. I could talk to Brenda Darling. Me and Brenda Darling were both baby queens. You know, I could I could have a conversation with um with uh, uh Jacqueline Darling we were we were baby queens together but then you you mm-hmm. I made friends with enough baby queens that after a while none of us were baby queens anymore we were all queens who have been doing it for a couple of years who have gigs right um who invite each other to each other's gigs that kind of stuff but also every once in a while we 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 would we would be blessed to have an evening with Shaquita or an evening with Peppermint or an evening with, mm-hmm. um, you know, a queen who had a gig. Um, we, we, I would be able to sit with them at the diner or run into them at the wig store or something like Holly that. Holiday, bless you with her time. So I made friends with a lot of queens on the scene is what I did. I made friends with a lot of queens on the scene. And I was very grateful. Um, and, it's, and I think it's all because of my friend Frosty Flakes and I starting to, to do drag at the same time. And, and if you don't have any friends doing drag with you, it's okay. As long as you have someone... I would recommend you have a friend who wants to go to the bars with you at least so that you can like, I don't know. So you're not by yourself. I, a, I, a sad drag queen by herself in a bar is just, I can't even, it just, it breaks, it breaks my heart. It's the, it's the saddest <laughs> visual to think of a queen. A girl, I, I just went to the bar by myself recently. And I, I was like, I, I think I'm, I don't think One I'm going to go to the bar. I was going to the, the majestic in Tulsa. Yeah, and you, and, so you, oh, so you, you were, you were finished. With, were you in drag? No, I just finished my show. I got out of drag. I got invited. The, the, uh, the guy who, the promoter for um, Kane's Ballroom um, was like, hey, my mm. friend owns the Majestic and wants you to come down. I said, oh, I would love to go down. Thank you for inviting me. So I went down to the Majestic and I was like, I can't. I mean, maybe it's the thing because I'm like a well known drag queen. At this point, I'm like, I cannot go to a bar by myself without a buffer or someone with me. I was out of drag, of course. But like, it, it, we, we can talk about this after after I give my advice. But yeah, having a friend with you and introducing yourself to people, and also I'm telling you right now, drag queens really admire talent. I mean, yeah. if you come in and if you come in and you blow someone away, everyone will love you until you until you give them a reason to hate you, and that's the team. And I was so, uh, and I would really be mindful of the energy that you bring into the bar when, you, when you're meeting queens, because I, I, I've met you know back when I was still working in New York City, a local girl. Like you, when you meet new queens or um, baby drag queens, the the energy that they come with is so important, and it really dictates how other people will, will, will respond to them. When you come in and, a new bitch, and you feel entitled, like you like bitch, like you own the space, like bitch, you are new here. Act like the new girl. Don't act like you are some seasoned veteran bitch. Like that, the energy that a new queen comes with is very important, and it dictates how a lot of people will respond to you and treat you. So I be, agree. be mindful of the energy and, and be sweet. Yeah, drag queens do not like saucy. They'll come and be like, ah, ha, ha, "Hey, Bob, my name, my, my name is, my name is um, Riverside FM. That shirt girl choices." <laughs> 
Money, you better read the name to? literally in front of you. You better read the name. My name is like, my name is Invite People, Squiggly Sign, Riverside, Recording, Upload, 94%. <laughs> like, I met that girl. They come in, bitch, they knew they're trying, they're trying to read people. I'm like, bitch, who are you? Shut your well, ass up and get out. I hate when the new girl comes in and she says stuff like, honey, I will never perform for less than $100. And I'm like, you will. Bitch. You, you absolutely will. <laughs> you, you'll you'll do it for free for like two years, but you'll do, bitch. <laughs> Not coming here with no skills, demanding money. No skills, That's demanding crazy. money. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat 
literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Um, I was going to say, so I, I went to the Majestic, and when I got there, tell me, how, how do you navigate? Okay. Was I wrong? So people will come up to me, and you know I don't like hugging people, especially now that, that we're still in the pandemic. I do not like hugging people. I hate it. Mm -hmm. especially strangers i like hugging people i know i don't like hugging strangers so if you walk up to me with your with your arms out i hold my phone out like this so by the time you reach me the phone touches your chest and you can't and you can't get any closer to me i did this this one lady and she got really mad at me she came in for a hug like, what was really mad okay she came in for the hug and i held the phone out and she tried to kiss me and i said hey she she put her arm then you i phoned her phone and then she and then she went to give me these, mwah, mwah, the cheek kisses. And then I, and then, uh -huh. and then she goes, when she, once I said hi, and then she goes, okay, nice, real nice, real nice, and then walked away. <laughs> Work. And, and then that was the end of, of the like, Then she walked away. Yeah, I walked away. We both, we, but she was really upset. She might have been also a little bit embarrassed. And then I just walked on. And I kept thinking about how, like, I had these interactions with the night that were kind of like that. Like, the, the probably one of my favorite interactions of the night was this one guy stopped me. And he was, I just, just got to ask you a question Who do you main? And I was like, In Smash? And he goes, Yeah. So we talked about Smash. And then his friends came over who were with Tootsie, the traveling, the traveling production of Tootsie. And we mm -hmm. were talking, but they didn't ask me for a picture. They, we were just like, it just felt like I just like ran into people at the bar and started talking to them and made conversation mm -hmm. with them. And it actually felt really nice. And people who come up and go, I mean, if someone says, can I have a picture and then leave? That's actually cool. Someone goes, can I get a picture? And they just walk away. Mm -hmm. I don't, I actually don't mind that either. I mean, I, I'd rather, I don't love taking pictures at bars because it becomes a meet and greet. You know what I mean? Girl. Um, yeah. But someone who just asks for a picture and bounces, I'm not super mad at. And also people who come up and go, I just want to say, I really, I really admire your work. I usually go, oh my God, thank you very much. And then they'll we'll part ways too. Um, but people who try to hug me without permission, that really I really don't like that. I don't know how we got on the topic. Uh but yeah. I think that you should have grabbed her and tongued her fervently. Hey Bob and Monet. So um pronouns she, her, and I'm bisexual. Um, I have a lot of issues with dating and intimacy. Um, I haven't, you know, had a boyfriend in over 10 years. Um, I've never had a girlfriend and I haven't had sex also in years. Um, it's very much tied to like my self-esteem and I'm just wondering how to freaking get over it so your girl can get laid. Uh, anyway, love you. Thanks. Bye. 
when you feel comfortable with yourself, and that's not, I don't know, I don't know what that necessarily means. I, Cause I don't, I don't know where your lack of confidence stems from. I don't know if it's from, um, if it's from your, your socioeconomic status. I don't know if it's from the way you dress, the way you look, if it's from your, I don't know what your lack of confidence from, or if it's just like a deep inherent thing. But I, I often tell people, and this sounds like some like middle school, after school special advice, but it really is true. You really need to find what it is about yourself that you like and just focus on that thing. If you focus on the thing you really like about yourself, you can start liking other things about yourself. And this is not an absolute to figure out how to love every single part of your essence. But if you love your personality, if you love your sense of humor, if you love your glasses, I said on Drag Race, my friend Larry introduced me to this notion. If you love one tooth, just pick the one thing you love about yourself, focus on that, and let that be in your mind when you're interacting with other people. Because confidence is sexy. Confidence is a very sexy thing. And, you know, having someone who's complaining about being single all the time, that's just not sexy. Those folks who are like, why am I single? It's like, because of that. Bitch, that's why you're single. <laughs> Don't nobody like that oh shit. Oh my God, Bob. Oh my God. Do you find that attractive? I don't find that attractive, no. But I'm I mean, so to be single. fair, there are also people who do. Some people, some people, uh, my advice would be like, if like, if this is a, this is a perpetual thing that you cannot seem to do is, 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 is find self-confidence, bitch, find someone who finds that sexy. Find some, there are, there are people who into people who, 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 I mean, it is, it is true. If, if you cannot find self-confidence and you just, I mean, it is not a solution for life. If you cannot find self-confidence and you are just trying to find, you're just trying to get laid, if that's what you get laid, there are people who are into that. That is, that is a kink. People are into people who feel that way about themselves. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a long-term fix, but if your goal, cause you just said you, you want us to help you get some pussy or some dick. I said, find someone who's into that kink of someone who feels the, the, the way that you do. I wouldn't rely on that for to fix your life but if you just want to get some dick tonight or tomorrow or some pussy next wednesday i think that's the way to go about it but if it's but if it's like a deep-seated can you, something can you that you describe to me some, what it self, would look like to find someone who is who is can you describe that process to me this person find uh, someone our who's car, interested in she find she, someone she might be she may be into being she may be into like being like she, she may be into like being degraded or someone pointing out those things that she does not like about herself. That is a kink for that. I people are into that kind of shit. I mean, not for me, but if you did something that you cannot shake and sex is the only thing that you're looking for right now, you're not looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner or a husband or a wife. You're just looking into sex. Find someone that's into the thing that you feel about yourself. I think that there is a there's a there is a nugget of what you're saying that could help, but also a big part of kink and shame kink is not the actual feeling like you're shit. It's just the kinky notion that you're shit. It's not actually about. Thinking, I, I disagree. I think there are some people who are into like making make they want to feel like shit. They want to feel bad. That is that absolutely they're, is a thing. That's not so like there, yeah, there's someone out there who's interested in like people who don't shower and smell like shit all the time. Yes, there is there is yes. someone out there is someone out there who's into that. But also a part of that is you have to be into that kink too. So if you are into smelling is. like shit, 
that's a maybe. You're assuming. I think she's gave. A, I think she gave us a lot of the information that, that we that we have. And let's not just make assumptions. By the way, really wild. The information she gave us is that she's the info. The, the influence she gave us is that she has self confidence issues. She cannot seem to break it for a long time, and she wants to get laid. So, if you're having self confidence issues, find someone who's into those issues that you have, and so that you feel. Because I feel because it's like a weird circular thing that you'll feel but good about it, and you want to just want to get some dick. But that insinuates that she's into the kink of having low self-esteem, that she's into the kink of being shamed or being uh, pitied for having low self-esteem. And that if unless you're into being pitied or being having someone be like, oh, you're so pathetic while fucking you. And that is a she wild made me assumption. Into it. We should get on the phone. Can that we call is her? A, that is a wild assumption to assume that she's if into you, that. Yeah, if if you, I mean, but she's saying this has been this is a long pattern for her. She cannot break it. And again, again, I, also we don't have the information kink. of. She said it's her truth. It's her but kink. We her don't truth. have the information how long. We don't know if she's been battling this for a month, a day, years, she a said, decade. She said years. Most of the ten years. 10 years so that's that is a decade so i don't think that i don't think that we can offer an advice to help her fix something that she that she has been battling for a decade plus i think that you need to find something to meet you where you're at (laughs) we need to find something to meet her where she's at and this is where she this is the place she's at currently Uh, you know monet you finish your advice i'm going to give some completely different advice finish up your advice to this lady because i do not agree with what you're saying that's my advice find someone that's into that's into that thing that uh that you feel bad about yourself and if that's gonna be the gateway to you getting some dick hurrah i i feel like for my mind kink really needs to be like it, both people have to be at least a little into it. So the notion of a pity fuck, it's not just about someone who wants to pity fuck. You have to want to be pity fucked to be for it for yeah for it for it to work. And I'm assuming she's not into pity fucking because that feels like a pertinent piece of information she would have given us. And it'd be a it'd be a wild assumption to assume that she's into getting pity fucked by anyone. What I was going to say is find a way to build your confidence. Luckily, we live in a world where there's a lot of confidence building tools out there. And just know that you can find someone who celebrates you for things that you like about yourself. So, for example, if you think you are really funny, but you don't think you're super physically attractive, I use my humor to get me laid all the time. I know there are people who find humor really attractive. So instead of me trying to lean into being like, I want someone who fucks me because I think I'm ugly, what I say is find someone who wants to fuck you because you think you're funny. Find someone who wants to fuck you because you think you're smart. Find someone who wants to fuck you because you have great legs. Find someone who wants to fuck you because you have long, luscious hair. Find someone who wants to fuck you for something that you like about yourself. Not something that you don't like about yourself. That's my advice. Work. And I'm going to assume that that's not your thing and you cannot find it. And you can you can easily find someone who will fuck you for the things that you don't like about yourself. Are you, are you being serious? You really you really think it's easier to find I am being someone? serious. This person, this is this is this is this is a decades old problem. So I think that this person probably has tried the advice that you have offering, and I'm just altering an alternative. We don't know what's gonna work. Let this person decide when they hear this podcast. 
It just seems like a weird thing to assume that she wants a pity fucking. That's just that's just a weird assumption. Because in my all she wants is some dick, and she's been trying for decades to figure out how to find self confidence. And I'm just offering her an alternative she may not have thought of, which is to find someone who may be into that. And maybe she's into being pity fucked. Who knows? We don't know. Bitch, everyone is into a little something that you would never thought they were into. I, bitch, I mean, I don't, I'll tell you, we'll tell you, listen, say the name afterwards. But it's a friend that's into poopy stuff. And I was like, work. Good for you. I'm not saying, I'm not saying people are into weird stuff. It just seems, it feels like you're willing to die on this hill that you're, that you're almost certain that she might be into it. And I, I, I did not say almost certain. I am offering alternative advice to yours that may, she may not have thought of. I I don't know what Miss Mary Mack is into. I'm just trying to offer an alternative solution that she may not have thought of. She's like, actually, I might be into being pretty fucked. Who knows? But that's dying just, on a hill. That's just, such, that's just such a wild way to give advice. That, that'd be that, okay. I'm gonna move on for this. That, that'd be like if the last person I was like, who knows? Maybe you want a. Maybe you actually want to piss off all the drag queens. Who knows? Some people want to piss people off. So honestly, just going to the club and just like actually going to the club and just slap the drag queen because maybe well, she'll that's be the difference. It. This person but, asked. But, but, no, this but person asked. Some drag this queens want to get slapped. This, no, that's different. That's a different thing. This who person knows? asked. This person asked how they could be. How could how how can they make drag friends the scene and we know we're drag so saying, queens we know how but, to make but, that happen but, but who knows there's some drag queen who just wants a new queen to show up and slap them who knows but she wants to make friends this person said they want to they specifically but, but, want to make friends queen, that's the difference this queen, person this lady said that she just wants to be club this, there might be a queen at the club who wants to get slapped and be friends with that kind of person who knows like who knows maybe there is you That's, know what? Maybe there is, but this bitch, person asked this, how to make friends. Read this next question. And you read and I, we we question. actively. This person asked how to make friends. This this bitch, Miss Mary Mac, read wants to just be this fucked. Next question, Ms. right now, Miss Mary Mac. Miss Mary Mac wants a pussy to eat or a dick read, in her pussy or whatever. Read the so question. I am offering alternative Lene, advice that Miss Mary Mac may this never is, have thought of. That is Lene, what I am doing on this podcast, Miss Mary the Mac. Question. Read. Thank the you question, so much. This is that is my are, advice for her. You are what you read the next question. No, bitch, you're wild. Read the um, next question. Uh, hey, Bob Emode. I'm an op- an opportunity has landed in my lap to take over and own an established record store in my town. What general advice do you have for a small business owner about starting an LLC? Ooh, I look up to y'all like mentors and appreciate any advice and insight in branding yourself as a business owner. XO BBS. Sincerely, record breaker. BBS? XO BBS? Is that their name? They're, they're, uh, Babies. Hmm. BBs. BBs. Oh, BBs. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Honestly, honestly, you might want to run your business into the ground. (laughs) Some people, some people want to buy businesses and just watch them crumble. Who knows? So what I would do is I would would like buy the business. Now let me finish. I would buy the business and just don't record keep. Like, don't even advertise. Open up at odd hours. Open up from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. And then close after that. That might be a great business model. Honestly, what I would say is maybe Record Breaker doesn't actually want business. Who knows? That's how you sound. I would say go to my. That's how you sound. 
my best advice would be to go to, which is what I did for mine, is go to incorporate.com. Incorporate.com will literally, they will file all of your things. They will take care of every aspect of starting an LLC that you need to do. They So, because again, there's so much red tape. And if you miss one thing, like, for example, New York State, there's a law. I mean, I don't know what other states. When you start a business, you have to file an article in a newspaper which legitimizes your business. And if you don't do that within a, curp- a certain amount of days after you start the business, bitch, your shit is null and void. You be thinking you be thinking that you have a business, bitch, you have nothing. You have nothing. So I would say go to incorporate.com. You pay them a fee of like, uh, I want to say maybe like $500, but they take care of all the paperwork. They file all the things and they do everything so that your shit is legitimized and you are not out of here thinking that you have an LLC when you have nothing, looking bald-headed and confused. Incorporate.com. That's how I did, that's how I did my first LLC. I went to the bank and I asked them what to do. They didn't charge me anything. And they literally, they literally step by step showed me every single thing I needed to do to file for an LLC. I mean, took my hand and walked me through the entire process. Did not what charge bank do you me use? Chase. It's a Chase in the West Village. Um, did not charge me a dollar. They just literally showed me the entire process. That's what I did. I've done it several times actually. Um, and in terms of uh, advice for a small business owner, I think that um, more than anything, I think that you need to uh, look at the market you're serving. Make sure that you love it. Like, do you do you love record stores? Like, is, is this just like a random thing? Is this someone giving it up and you're like, I could do records? Or do you really, really love records? If you're opening a small yeah, business, he, small he's, he's, he's taking are, it over. He's, he's taking over one. But the, but but I'm saying an opportunity to take to take over one that doesn't mean that he loves them. I'm saying I've had opportunities to do stuff that I did not love doing. For example, you know mm-hmm. one of my one of my dear friends, uh, his father passed away, and he had an opportunity to take over a tool business. He does not love tools. He's not obsessed with tools, but he had an opportunity to take over a tool business. But he has a minimal involvement in his brothers who are more into tools. Um, they they do that part. So that's why I'm asking: Do you love? the record business are you obsessed with with records i mean i think you know that if you're selling records there's probably a chance that this is a, a passion project like i don't know how many folks are here in the world buying records you know what i mean it has to be something you that you truly love also think about other ways you can expand your business do you want to bring in musicians and have them play is there a space for a small stage do you want to is there a way to attach a coffee shop to your business so that you don't have to just work um focus on the sales of records um you know little little ways to make it exciting for you because when you have when you when you have a small business it is it is almost all of your time especially if it is your sole income oh absolutely you have to spend so much time figuring out how to make money um because you know you're you're a small business and you have you are your 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 the products as well. I'm the product at my small business. Um, but even outside of that, I, we, I sell products too. And it is, it is a lot of work. So I would just say, really make sure that you truly, truly love what you're doing. Uh, uh, record breaker. And I would also say, look, look, look at social media and advertising. Like find like, find like trends that, 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 that you can incorporate for your business. Like make your business a TikTok and, uh, and Instagram and other social media ways and find ways that you can literally incorporate your business into it to, to get people to hear about it and know about it. Maybe you do some, I don't know, you can find someone who juggles records and they can do it, make like a fun TikTok. I don't, I don't know. Because, because I'm sure you're talking about like old time records, which are popular again. Everyone has every, every hotel I've been in recently, 
almost every has almost all the the, the, of the hotels I've been to have had a record player. And so records are popular again. They're big again. So I would say just find like really fun and trendy things you can do to promote the business and to get people knowing that it's out there. And, and maybe you guys do giveaways. Maybe you guys, um, I don't know, have record playing parties and that's a thing. I don't know. But find like fun, interesting ways that you can promote your business that um, yeah. that people, so you can people have can small. About. You can have small artists uh, do de- debut their albums at your place, do signings. Maybe you can have an artist do a signing yeah. of their album in your location. Maybe some bands who release stuff. That's a great way to drum up business. Do you think maybe, Monet, that you're... Um, all the hotels you're staying at have records because you're staying at a chain of hotels that all have records in their rooms? No, I haven't been. Like, I've been like the Ace. I did um, um, the the Neoform Hotel. They're, they're not all the, not all the same chain. They're different ones, but a lot of places have records. Do the Aces have records in their rooms? Rick. Records, rec- records are really big though. Like almost every artist now, when when they put out albums, they be like, "And we're doing a, a limited three hundred copies of the of, of of the record version." Like almost everyone now, it's a really popular thing, trendy. Um, I am t- dear Bob Monet. I am twenty four years young, cis, queer, blackety black woman. I cannot stay. I cannot stay up past my old lady bedtime or get drunk without paying for it for at least the next twenty four to forty eight hours. But I'm also someone who can't stand missing out on group outings. I want to do it all, so I gotta know the team from you two go getters. What are your um, strategies for staying fun and fabulous when you're running on fumes? Sincerely, FOMO for BOMO. <laughs> Uh, but let me tell you right now, I am often, even when, even uh, in my life, I am, I don't need a lot of sleep to, to function. I normally function between like four and six hours of sleep. Normally, I, I, I rarely get more than six hours of sleep. So I'm like a little different, but I think that something that when I am tired, something that really energizes me is, is when I'm doing things with people I like doing it with. Like if I'm like doing stuff with, for some rival, doing something with Bob, or doing stuff with like friends that I really like hanging out with, that gives me energy because I want to be there. I actually want to participate. But if you're doing if you're doing shit with people that suck the life out of you, whether they be coworkers or whether um or uh, people that you don't that that you you tolerate you hang out with, but you don't really want to, that gets draining. So I think that you need to surround yourself as much as you can. Obviously, there are things that you you can't always be with the people you want to be with, um, but. Tr- Surround yourself and do events for and with people that really get you excited. You said that you're a cis queer, blackity black, black, black woman. Um, so maybe try finding those circles that have like Facebook groups that do like group outings and shit like that. Like hang out with the people that you really find engaging and really uh, get you going. And I think that will help you to when 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 you feel the fumes that will like kick you up into hypergis, you can hang out longer, stay out another an extra hour, even though you're tired as fuck, because you are really engaging conversation you like you like the the restaurant like you know hang out and do things with people you really want to do it with that's what's a tolerant you know i um i've been really fatigued lately like this has been a thing for like the past month maybe where i've been a lot more tired and sleepy than i normally am i was experiencing like some confusion and stuff and then since the confusion i've been really just like sleepy um and I'm thinking about maybe I, I've reached a point in my life where, and maybe you're just reaching this point younger, the power of a fucking nap in the middle of the day is 
monumental. Take a nap. Bitch, take a whole ass nap. When you get off work, go lay your ass down, sleep for two hours, and you will wake up feeling like a brand new blackity black woman. You will be like, I did not know I could be this energized at this hour. Also, I've done something called a, um, so that's a, that's a disco nap. I'm also into a coffee nap. This is a new thing I found out about. You drink coffee or a Red Bull or some sort of caffeinated beverage, and then you take a nap. And then when you wake up, you have even more energy because, you know, it takes a while for the coffee to kick in and because you're reserving energy. I don't know if there's actual science behind this, but a coffee nap is, is a very real thing. People drink coffee, take go to sleep, and then wake up more energized. Um, now, if you're that's that's for a nap, it's like a 20 minute, 30 minute moment. It's not to, to go to sleep for hours. Then you'll just sleep through. You'll sleep through the caffeine kick. I'm about um, to say, bitch, if you're like me, I can't. If I get off of work, I used to get off of work. I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. Like when I used to be doing the gigs, working at the Yale company, I could not go. If I, bitch, if I got off of work and took a nap, I'm done. I would wake up. I, 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 I would wake up at like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, be like, and then I can't sleep until I get home the next day from work because I can't go to bed. Y'all you niggas who take disco naps are brave. You can't take a nap and then wake up and then start functioning? No, when I used to work a full eight-hour shift at work and get off and, and take a nap, absolutely not. No, 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 no. It would never work out. I would have to stay uh... up. Yeah, but not that's not after an eight-hour shift at work. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a little... Let me just take a little disco nap. Bitch, I am out for the six hours, and then I'm wide awake at 2 o'clock in the morning. I, I like a disco nap. Uh, it really... And, and I, as I'm taking a nap, I'll just say, set an alarm for two hours. I'm really... Let me try right now. If, if, the, if the alarm goes off, I'm up. Like I can, if the alarm goes off, I will get up. I'm one of those folks who just has conditioned my body to wake up when the alarm goes off, and that's just how I wake up at pretty much every single day is to an alarm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I unless I'm on vacation, I rarely just wake up. Just like oh, how am I? You know, I rarely just wake up without without an alarm waking me up. So that's my advice for you, Miss FOMO for BOMO. And um, when you, I, I try, I try not to get to the point where I'm running on fumes. Um. Otherwise, I'm just powering through it. I mean, I'm just walking through mud. You know? When you get sleepy, where do you feel it, Monet? When I get sleepy, uh, my eyes, my eyes burn. And I'm like, oh, I can't get my eyes. They burn a lot. For me, it's right behind my eyes, right in this area of my forehead. That's where I'm like, sleepy. Like, like, like a headache? Like that area starts to like... No, it kind of tingles and like it feels like all of my energy is being sucked to that one spot mm -hmm. and I can't focus. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot. Like all I can think about is like focusing on this spot and then I start getting sleepy. Yeah. Um, dear Bob and Monet, my boyfriend and I are traveling to New York City for the very first time. Could you give me some advice and major highlights to visit on my weekend trip? I want opinions from queer New Yorkers. Sincerely, a couple of tourists. Couple of Tauruses, they're they're bulls. Always go, to, always go to a drag show. If you go to New York City and you're queer, go to a drag mm -hmm. show. I cannot recommend enough. Go to a drag show. If you want a big raucous drag show, go to Queen on yes. Thursday. The industry hosted by Holly Day. If you want a, if you want like a like a, a smaller drag show, go see the Help, which is on Wednesdays at Industry. Mm -hmm. um, if you want, if you want a one on one. Go to um. I don't, actually I don't even know what Barracuda shows. Barracuda on Sunday nights with Pixie Aventura. Thank you. Um, 
There we go. Pixie, uh, there's another. Yeah, you can go see. Is she still there on, on mm-hmm. Sundays? It's at 10 p.m. Work. Sunday night, that is that is that is that one woman show fantasy. It's a great, it's a New York City staple. The one drag queen by herself doing a show is a true New York City staple. You have to experience it. It is unlike the drag you will see anywhere else in the world. When I say woman show, it's not like it's not like a scripted show. It's not, it's 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 a it's a combination of stand-up comedy, talk show, improv and drag numbers mm-hmm. can you think of another way to describe a new york city drag show i mean i think that's i think that is it dancing singing hosting comedy um and just randomness like oftentimes the big thing about you just oh games it's a it's a game show you just you just you just, you just never know sometimes what you're going to encounter bitch you might go there fucking kelly ripper and her fucking husband might be there uh, bitch you know you just never know so just go out and just let the night lead you and I, I, go ahead you, yeah, now drag shows are typically speaking in New York City anyway, um, Sunday through Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday the clubs are usually just dancing. Mm-hmm. There might be a queen hosting, walking around, but it's not like a full drag mm-hmm. show because a lot of people don't know this. Whenever the drag show is done, except in hardware, the reason why well that's it's like the queens do like numbers. Oh, that's true, that's true. But they queens like doing like numbers back and forth like throughout the night. It's not like a full show on on Saturday. What's well, that during the day? Like from like this skinny brunch and then there's a one woman show and then late in the night it's like a dance party. Yeah. Skinny brunch is on is on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Or do they change it? Saturday and Sunday. Oh, the show I I I, you know, I, I named that show Skinny Brunch. I didn't I didn't name that I was show. Some, I was talking about your little old lady voice you love doing. No, back in my day, um, but the reason, but um, that's my advice: go to a drag show because a lot of people don't know. Like the reason why the drag shows don't usually happen on Friday and Saturday nights is because there's this thing, there's this vibe in the club. When the show's over, everyone just leaves the club. Mm-hmm. Like everyone just gets up and leaves the club, yeah. and obviously you want people dancing until four a.m. Yeah. So you you know um, also New York City clubs open till four in the morning. Yeah, it's it's not the latest in the country, but it's, it's later. It's two hours later than most of the country. Yeah. So be prepared to dance the night away. Live dance your dreams. Night, Go up to night. the drag queen. Offer to buy her a drink. Buy the drag queen a drink, and you'll have a friend. Also, boots. Buy the queen a drink. Boots of the Ferris yep, does a right. show Saturday nights at Pieces. Uh, it's like a full show. She only has a guest and she does numbers and stuff. So that's a show on a Saturday night if you're, if you're there because you're there on the weekend. And Sunday, Jasmine Rice um, does a show. Jasmine is, is one of our New York City sisters. She's very funny. She's gorgeous. She does a show on Sundays at Hardware. Um, my advice is food, bitch. You need to go to a New York City staple, oh, a New York City nightlife staple called Empanada Mama. Bitch, take your ass to Empanada Mama for 24 hours. Whatever time you finish going to the drag show, you and your boo are gonna be hungry. Go to Empanada Mama, get you the cheeseburger empanada, the Viagra, the ground beef, corn flour, and I'll um, get you the reggaeton. There's mad empanadas, arepas, it's everything. It's so fucking good. Um, I would also say go to the Floating Islands. They just opened this park. It's on 14th Street and uh, West End, West Side Highway. It's right down there. You can take the you can take the A train to 14th Street, walk over the three blocks. And there's this really cool new island they have um, that's floating on the water. It's really fun. And um, also, if you've never been to New York City before, again, go to Soho. Now, Soho used to be popping back when I was in like, middle school and high school. Then it got corny, and now it's allegedly popping again. So I have to go down to Soho and like look at like the fun... Um, the David Z store is a place you can get like cute. If, if you into if you're if you're a sneakerhead, you like buying sneakers and high tops and Air Force Ones and shit. I would say go just take a walk down Soho and Broadway. You can find um, all the nice designer stores, but also just regular boutique stores too. 
Yeah, I did not do stuff. And then in my 12 years in New York City, I did not spit, do daytime stuff. If you do my daytime stuff, you'd be going to the fabric store. <laughs> you'd be going up to the uh, 125th to buy wigs. I was not. I was not a creature of the day. I, I, I had. I had always been. Now in LA, she's a creature of the night. This is the woman of this is the woman of the day in LA. I'm a woman of the day, but also you would want to do my, my stuff is like go to Michael's, get something framed. <laughs> You're gonna love that. Go to Runyon Canyon. Go to Runyon Canyon and just go go for a hike. Um, my my, I feel like LA is getting a very different Bob than New York City got. New York got a rambunctious young bitch who was like out there like living in these streets on the train like living her life and la has a lady who drives an suv and goes to michael's to get things rainbow uh, which, which bomb am i getting because i'm still not sure yeah you got you better find out bitch when the movie ends you'll know you better you better meet the real bitch, read the question Make that basic. you better meet the real yeah, read the Bob. question don't ever don't ever call me a bitch again <laughs> oh my god call me something nice and ask me to read the question please bitch read the question Say bestie. Say bestie. Can you read the question? Well, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not doing this. You won't be nice to me. You, you mean playing? You won't be nice to me. Is that what you mean when you say you won't do this? Jacob, you won't be nice can you to me? please get your raggedy ass man to read this question? Call me bestie and ask me to read the question oh and say God. please. I, I would do this for you if you asked me to. I'm just. I'm just asking you to be nice to me. Be nice. Well, we need to play video games. Can you hurry up and read the question? You would rather. You would rather chew off your own tongue than be nice to yes. me. Yes. Just call me bestie. Yes. And ask me to read the question. I'd rather chew off my own tongue than be nice to you. So would you like to read the question now? You read it. <laughs> bestie, would you read the question, please, oh, bestie? God. Howdy, Bob and Monet. I mean, hi, Bob and Monet Exchange. What advice would you give to a guy who's insecure about his body here? <laughs> Stop laughing like that, girl. That's not good oh, for your voice. Good. That that is good. <laughs> what advice would you give to a guy who's insecure about his body here? I'm part of the alphabet soup, so I understand that there are guys that prefer it, but seeing hairless guys in the media most of the time kind of gets to me and makes me feel unattractive. And on the other hand, removing it would feel like removing a part of me at this point. What your outlook and experience? What's your outlook and experience with things like this? How do I get over it? Thanks. Love you both. Sincerely, Teenage Werewolf. Honestly, I'm going to give you the advice right now. Find someone who's into you being ashamed of having body hair. Find someone who if is you're into, into the shame. fact if you're into that shaming. you hate that you hate having body hair. If you hate, the, if you're into that. I mean, I think it's hot. I like I I mean, I'm not into body hair myself, but I I am I am into it on the guys. Um, I think the body hair can be I, I, I think it's hot. And I think I think that more people are probably into it than you think. I think maybe this is the thing that you're going through yourself, but I think you'd be surprised. A lot of guys, just because it's like in the media, we see that on these fucking magazines and on people and who's the hottest man of the year, or whatever. You see that in movies and shit. A lot of guys are into body hair. Like a lot. Like a lot of my friends like body hair. Do you like body hair? Both of my boyfriends are hairy. Yeah. Work. Ezra's hairy? They're both hairy. And um, Ezra is hairy. Not as hairy as Jacob. Jacob is hairier than Ezra is, but they're but they're both hairier than me. I don't have body hair. I have I have very let me rephrase, I have very little body hair. I have some hair on my chest. I have nothing on my stomach, nothing on my back. 
um, and I have very little leg hair. I just I just don't have a lot of body hair. But I think that Jacob and his body hair is very cute and very sexy. I think that Ezra's body hair is very beautiful, very sexy. Um, and I don't know that I've ever been like like into body hair, but I, I'm in love with these guys and they have body hair and I think it looks really attractive. I think they're just both really beautiful. And I think there are, I, I think Monet's right. There's a lot of people who are really into fur, like really into fur. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming teenage, wolf, teenage werewolf, it sounds like you might, I mean, I'm just assuming because I feel like if you were a top, you would not be having these problems. Right. And I feel like a lot of people who are bottoms are kind of like sensitive about their hair. This is just an assumption that I'm making. This is based on practically nothing except experience. Um, but there are also lots of tops who love hairy booties, who love hairy chest, hairy shoulders, hairy arms. Body hair is very, very in. It is very in, even on bottoms and Twinkies and and otters and like it's not just for like big big daddies mm -hmm. body hair is for it's not just for like it's not you don't have to be like a big bear or a muscle daddy to have body hair you can be like a skinny little otter covered in hair and there's a lot of folks who are really really into that too yeah you know you can be slim covered in hair and there are people who are really into it i think that um i think that once you find someone who's into hair you're gonna start loving your hair yeah but maybe you're also maybe you're already with someone and they're, and they're not into hair that, that might be an issue too you know what i mean yeah um yeah i would say if, if you're not with someone find someone who's into that because i guarantee there are a lot of people who are you just you just don't and if it is a bottom thing and i mean if you want to get rid of your hair you didn't say if you want to get rid of it or not no you know you said you said feeling like removing it feel like you like you're moving a part of yourself so that doesn't seem like that's an option um for laser hair removal or anything like that but i think the best option is to finding someone who's into that and i guarantee you there are a lot of people whether they're tops bottoms verse whatever who are into that you just haven't found them or you not, or you haven't looked hard enough. Yeah, this will be this will be an easy find. This will be a very easy find. All right, Monday, we have time for my favorite. We have time for my favorite drag king, Juan Moore. We have time for Juan. Well, you go ahead and read it, babe. Um, will you ask me? Will you ask me to read it? Will you ask me? Will you call me best and ask me to read it? No, I'm not. And you know that. You know that when you you know when you back me to the corner, beg me to do something. I'm not why going to. Why is it to. so hard for you? Why is it so hard for just, you to be nice I, to me? It's so I'm hard for you to be very nice often, to me. But you know this thing. This is like the sweater. When you like when they do this thing, or else I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. That's just how I am. That's how I'm programmed. But Bob, I would really like to. Well, I, well Bestie, will you read it? <laughs> I, no, I, I'll be nice to I you. Hey, Bestie, I don't want to read it. I've read too many. I only want you to be, all I'm asking that you be nice to me and ask me to read it. I literally Instead said, of saying, bitch, you I read. I literally said for multiple times, I said, babe, can you read the next question, please? You said that multiple yes, times? Yes. I, I go, rewind. I didn't say, babe, but I said, Bob, can you read the next question, please? Girl, can you read the, can you, can you, can you read the next question? I think, I think it's you, babe. I've literally said that a couple of times on this, on this, on this podcast. You said that multiple, wow, that is. That is very interesting. Um, I want you to say, I want you to give me a compliment and I want you to ask me to read the You're question. That's that. what I would like. I want you to give <laughs> You're me You're not compliment. getting that. You're not getting that. Well, then, Monet, will you read it? You have you, your, your eyebrows look really nice. Will you read the next one? Jacob, 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 Jacob. How to quote? I enjoy, I enjoy, I think you're a really talented person and I enjoy working with you. Will you read the next one? I can't even think of this person who did that song. You can't. Is it this hard for you to be, be nice to me? Just, just be, say something nice to me and ask me to read. I'm asking you for what I what I want in the world. 
Would, do you want to read it, friend? Do you? Want... Oh my God. <laughs> if you just give me a compliment oh and ask me to read it, I would have read it minutes ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love reading a fucking question, please. Read the question. Now you're getting meaner. This is the opposite of this is the opposite of what I want. I want you to say something nice about me and ask me to read it, or 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 you and your beautiful smile. I would like for you to read it. Howdy, Baba Monet. How do y'all deal with having trifling bio parents? I'm new to this. My mom passed when I was younger, so I only have my dad left. I was a daddy's girl for so long, so I'm just not realizing he's not a good person. I'm trying to come to terms with it and learning how to set boundaries to protect myself and my family. But it's hard because he is the only parent I have left. Any advice? Sincerely, daddy is a trifling stone. A rolling stone, I get it. Bob, would you like to go first since I read the question? Do you, you want to give me a compliment? Oh my God, answer the question, bitch. Why is it so hard for you to say something nice about me? This is because wild. I, I, this is, I'm not asking for the mood. I compliment you all the time. I just want you to say something, give me a compliment. I'm not, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing this tank, this dance with you. I'm not doing this dance with you. The dance where I ask you to be nice it's to me? It's to the tango, and I'm not tangoing. So you tango by yourself. This is a this is a wild work uh, environment. Listen, I think that your your parents that you were uh, that that uh, contributed to your birth, be it through passing you through their canal, donating an egg or some sperm, um, you know, you don't owe them literally anything. There is a notion that we owe our parents. And when I tell you it is literally the exact opposite, they owe you up to a point. And then they don't owe you anything either. Um, you, you, if you want to have a relationship with your father, I would say start with open honesty. I have a very hard relationship with my father. And it is currently being affected. And until I'm able to go to him and say, I've been hurt in this way, this way, and this way. We will never have a real relationship. Our relationship will never be real until, and, and I have not done this yet. This is much harder advice to, to take than it is to give. Let me say that right now. It is so hard to say out loud, I'm hurt because of this and list off all the reasons why you feel um, like you don't connect to your parents. You know what I mean? So it sounds like you want to connect with him because he's the only parent that you have left. But also bear in mind that we have parent figures and other people. You know, my, my Uncle Scotty is like a dad to me. My Uncle Scotty was a big part of raising me. And I really look at him like a father figure. I call him Uncle Scotty, but I look at him like a father figure because he he was just kind of that, that male figure for me growing up as a kid. Um, Monet can speak to this. Monet has a very close relationship with her chosen mother. Mm. Um and 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 a different relationship with her with them with them with the woman who gave birth to her. You want to go ahead? And yeah, learn? um, I, I I agree a lot with the, you. Don't owe your parents anything. I think that you know, in in terms of your dad, if if setting you you want to, you want to set these boundaries to to protect yourself from your father and from the rest of your family. And I think that is that is honestly that is the wisest thing 
to do. I think that protecting your yourself comes first. Like your mental self, phys- mentally, physically, you need to protect yourself how you know. And setting these boundaries is a good way to do that. I mean, I think that if you are trying to, you, it seems like you want to have a relationship, but you just know that your dad is not a good person or he may be toxic or whatever behavior he's exhibiting that you know is not good for you. So I think that I think setting these boundaries, establishing what that is, and then once you feel fully protected and you want to, then establish these conversations and have and talk to him about the ways that he is not being good or being toxic to you and not and not and, and not fulfilling you. But, you know, being a being a queer person, do, do you identify as queer? But queer people, uh, RuPaul says this a lot, and we all know this to be true. Like we, 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 we're really, really good at surrounding and choosing family when we need to, and people who fulfill us in that way. And for me, um, I, I, I chose to love the woman who chose to love me and 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 adopt me, and a woman who gave birth to me. I don't, I don't owe her, I don't owe her love, I don't owe her affection, I don't, I don't owe her. Um, family so i choose to love the people who choose to love me and that's just that's what that's what's true for me that's that's what makes me sleep at night that's what makes me feel good so i think that you 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 get to choose how you want to experience your father and what relationship you want to have with him it's on your terms not his and i think going knowing that and being confident in that it's on your terms not anyone else's you also wrote here i'm just not realizing that he's not a good person you know villainizing your parents is so easy to do. And I do not know what your father has done. I have literally no clue. But I do know that people are not just good people and bad people. It's not just like, he's not a good person, and that's just the end of the story. You know, people have a lot of facets to their personality, and I think that there's a chance that that your father's morals may not line up with your own, and that your father's scruples, or lack thereof, um, may not line up with your own as well. But I don't think that inherently means that your father is not a good person. Because once you label him as not a good person, that's all you'll see him as. Take it from me, trust me, and believe me. Resenting your father is is not it. And no matter what, the, my father's done a lot of fucked up stuff. I've mentioned this a lot on the podcast, what he's done to me. And um, resenting him has never done anything for me. It has only ever hurt me. Only ever. And when I thought he was dying, it was hurting me even more. Right. So that's my that's my advice on that. Try 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 maybe to uh to see something different in your father. And and you know, a, a quote I heard a long time ago, and I got a, some flack online for saying this, but like I firmly believe it. You know, your parents did the best they could with what they had. I really believe that. I firmly believe that. That's what I had to believe for me to get through um my um trauma with my parents my dad specifically your parents did the best they could with what they had and sometimes you just need that physical distance like physically and emotionally to distance yourself, so you can really sit sit with yourself and your thoughts and really collect like what will make me feel better about this what do i really want because maybe you're saying that you know all this stuff but maybe you really do want to have a close relationship with your dad or vice versa you you think that you do but then realize you don't i think you need to really sit with yourself and further yourself from them physically, but also mentally, and really come to what it is that you want and what it is you need, what will make you feel good, what will make you go to sleep at night, and to tackle it that way. Monet, it has been an absolute pleasure recording this podcast with you. with you. You have a radiant smile. You have a, a wonderful personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that you 
are my coworker here. Thank you so much. I've had I had a great time with you up until a point. And um, which is just like the last, I want to say 10 minutes. It was absolutely lovely. I loved them this podcast at the end in the last 10 minutes. You know, you you really know how to seal the deal. Do you want to give me any, any specific, any specific compliments? Like specifically? Like instead of like repeating back what I said to you, do you want to give me any specific compliments? No. You can't think of anything nice to say. I about can me. think of them. There are many nice things. Like I compliment you very often, all the time, to your face, and a lot of times, not even to you. And you just, and you just choosing, just you just choosing not to say any of the That's nice right. things. Yeah. Any 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 particular reason? Because I don't feel like it. You just you just don't feel like saying nice things to me. Not in this moment, no. What is that based on? What do you, what do you think that's what do you think that's uh said just my own personal proclivities at this point in time at 10:21 p.m. on Sunday night March 13th. That's how I feel right now in this moment. You just don't want to say nice things to me. Right well, now. I just want to I just want to keep the floor open that Monet. if you ever need me to, if you ever feel like you need some affirmations or you need me to say nice things mm-hmm. about you in a particular moment, um more than likely I'll be happy to do that. I love that about you and us. I would love that in return from you. I would love for you, I would love to be able to ask you for what I need, and then you know not have you, uh, you know, make it about you know what you and your. But life can always traits, be on your terms. Life can you're, you're on your own. Life journey. cannot be on your terms when you want it. The life is not Burger King. You can't always have it your way. But we try and we strive to have it the best way for us when we need it to, and that's just how the cookie crumbles, baby. And before we log off, I just want to ask, are you are you proud of your behavior? Oh, very proud. Extremely proud. For sure. Proud? Yes. Very happy with my behavior. All right. There you have pride it. Pride will be get you, get you. Pride will be my uphill. Did you uh, lose a lose a brain cell trying to come up with it? <laughs> Bitch start sweating. Shaking her teeth start gritting. How do mean my uphill? Pride will be my. You're ridiculous. I'm, I'm, hit, I'm hitting stop. You have a, I'm going to give you the last word. You, you, I'm offering you the last word. Anything you want to say? Soak it up. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.